Welcome to the Productive Prosperity Podcast. This is Lex McKee sharing with you the new theme, Frame and Fortune. No, it's not a spelling mistake, but rather a deliberate play on the phrase fame and fortune. But then you realised that, didn't you? In this podcast, we're going to take a practical look at reproducing results using a blend of situational leadership, psychogeometrics, and the commitment of strategic coach to helping you build a self-managing company. I'm up to part three in a seven-part mini-series on living more productively, and today is the turn of reproduction as the main theme. Somewhere along your entrepreneurial productivity pilgrimage, productivity pilgrimage sounded more alliteratively satisfying than productivity journey, you're going to want to reproduce the results you've been getting. You want more. You want bigger, better, brighter, which needs a rinse and repeat strategy to achieve it. Is that a bold and realistic claim? I believe it's true. The goal of any productivity pilgrimage is to reach a productive outcome, a rewarding destination. As a fan of Dan Sullivan and strategic coach, let me point to Dan's use of language. Dan would say we want a self-managing company, and eventually Dan would say a self-multiplying company. And in tune with today's theme, I'm going to call it a self-replicating company. Well, that's reproduction. Frankly, to achieve a self-managing and then self-replicating company, you'll have to empower other people to do what you do, either equally as well or even better. We need to free up your time to produce more. We need to free up your time to produce fresh, new, different outputs. In the end, it's all about freedom. Let's have a quick review of the living productivity paradigm. If you want to live life to the full on a major scale, there are seven strands to the living productivity paradigm. Movement, nutrition, reproduction, today's topic, excretion, which is more positive than you might think, growth, reproduction, and sensitivity. Let's examine reproduction as passing on your unique gifts and talents. I've had the joy of working with gifted and talented programs in UK schools. The given assumption is that these children have something unique, and that is true. However, the entrepreneur in us all will want to make sure those gifts and talents are reproduced in other similar students. Amplified, multiplied, accentuated, augmented. You get the picture. This means that learning and development, coaching, training, teaching and mentoring are going to be the core elements of living productivity and living more productively. Education reproduces results. It's a big day for me today, as there's so much content, I'm going to split it over at least three bite-sized videos on YouTube, and two articles here on LinkedIn, and the podcast that you're listening to. This first one has to do with Dr. Susan Dellinger's model of psychogeometrics. Dr. Dellinger's model offers us five shapes, equipping us to choose the shape we're in, the best shape for the task at hand. We often have a default shape and then a series of preferences. The shapes are the box, the triangle, the circle, the squiggle and the rectangle. Do you know your own best intuitive choice? Could you put your shapes in order of preference? The rectangle is Susan's shapeshifter. It's the shape of choice. It's the flexible one, the geometric that asks... What's the best shape to be in at this moment? What's the best shape to be in for this task? 
what's the best shape to be in for this phase of the project. For that reason, I see it as the frame around the other four shapes, or as the central shape as represented in the graphic that goes with this podcast. In this graphic, I've placed the shapes in a deliberate order clockwise. So if you haven't seen the graphic or if you've got a view of the graphic now, the triangle is at the top. If you work around clockwise, at three o'clock we've got the squiggle. At six o'clock we've got the circle. And at nine o'clock we've got the box. Triangle, squiggle, circle, box with a rectangle in the centre. These shapes thus represent the shape to choose to be in depending on the student's readiness. We love the cliché. When the student is ready, the master will appear. However, here's an upgrade in this model where we want to reproduce excellence. The master is master of shapeshifting. Master of shapeshifting to match the learner's state of readiness. What I'm about to share is based on the excellent work of Dr. Paul Hersey and Kenneth Blanchard on situational leadership. We're going to explore shape relational learnership. Let's assume you are the master with a unique gift or talent or ability that you wish to reproduce in someone you've identified as a suitable student. They will be your apprentice. Let's also assume that they are in wholehearted agreement. Sam Sharma's mantra, never coach someone without their permission, will stay with me forever. They are ready, they are willing, and they are potentially able. The model is to be used for every single distinct element of attitude, skills or knowledge you wish to impart. Success with one element does not guarantee success with another, so we take this clockwise path with every student every time there is something new to replicate. Let's consider the student's readiness level and the appropriate shape frame that will lead us to frame and fortune. Step one. In the beginning, the student is ready but lacking in confidence and competence. With any new skill, a humble student will admit they are lacking in confidence, even nervous or afraid, and that they lack the skills. There is no bravado. Each of the shape frames excels at different levels of two drivers, task behaviours and relationship behaviours. The triangle at the top of the model is excellent at being directive, getting to the point. It is thus our code for a high task, low support starting strategy. To boost the student's confidence and competence, the first point of contact is a very directive, what to, list of things to do. You make it as easy to follow as ABC, one, two, three. Sing the song if you like. Think of learning to ride a bicycle. When you start, you haven't got a clue. And whilst you may be excited, you'll also be lacking in confidence. In this scenario, the most successful master trainer strategy is to be directive, to tell the student what to do. For example, put your hands on the brakes so that you can control the handlebars and squeeze the brake if necessary. Good. I've got the saddle. So take your feet off the ground and put them on the pedals. Excellent. If you squeeze the front brake first, you'll flip over the handlebars. Let me demonstrate so you can feel it for yourself. Just a bit there, see? So while I gently move you forward like this, I want you to be equally gentle and squeeze the back brake. 
Feel that? Okay, you've got that. Now, let's do that again with you pedaling a bit and then choosing when to squeeze the brake. Well done. What I've just said may sound supportive, but the focus is on the what to do with a smooth transition into the next phase of the shape cycle. Summary then, triangle frame is directive. Step two of the shape cycle needs a more collaborative approach. The student will soon get more competent with strong, clear, step-by-step -step direction from you. Next, they need to understand some of the why behind the how and some of the why behind the what. The squiggle, which is three o'clock on our graphic, is our code for this phase of the cycle. Here, we increase the support behaviors. We build the relationship and give them lots of encouragement. It's the relationship aspect, whilst maintaining at the same time strong direction. If the triangle frame is the director, the squiggle enters the realm of the mentor, the trainer, the teacher, the sensei. Returning to the learning of how to ride a bike, the student and mentor would have a discussion on what the student has understood so far and why elements are important, for example. Explain to me your understanding of why we use the back brake first. And what would you like to cycle towards next? Let's agree together. This is where master and student begin to co-create learning. It's no longer about consuming information and regurgitating the desired results. Rather, it's about the student beginning to have the confidence to bring their own perspective and unique genius into the mix. Reproduction is not exact duplication, unless it's a system in your business. It holds within it the potential to improve. In summary then, the squiggle frame is directive and supportive. Directive first, then supportive. Step three of the shape cycle gives the choice over to the student. With powerful direction and growing support, competence and confidence rises in the student. Now it's time for them to go solo. In our example of learning to ride a bicycle, this is where we say it's time to take our hand off the saddle and even remove the stabilizers. You're ready. Ready and able maybe, but are they willing? As the master, we know from experience that the student is now ready, but they don't know this for themselves. This means that most students will suddenly have a drop in confidence as you let them do the task on their own for the first time. The shape strategy that works best at this point is represented by our circle frame. Circles in psychogeometrics are very supportive. Their gentle coaxing and coaching style brings out the best from the student. The master of shapes knows the skills are there. Now it is time for the master to help the student realize just how brilliant they are. It is time for the student to recognize their own genius. This means a drastic reduction in directive behaviors and an increase in the true meaning of education to draw out of the student the resources they have already mastered within themselves. Tweaks will still be necessary. That's what coaches do. But the emphasis is on the trusted relationship and accountability. In summary then, circle frame is about supportive and directive behaviours, but in that order, support dominantly with a little bit of direction. 
Step four of the shape cycle respects the student by pulling back. The box is our final frame. In psychogeometrics, the box frame is the communication style that excels at analysis, systems, and procedures. It likes to tick the box. Remember, our ultimate goal is to have a self-managing company, as we've learned from Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach, eventually leading to what Dan calls a self-multiplying company, or we're calling today a self-replicating company, to stay in tune with our theme on reproduction. The student is the next generation of genius. The potential is to be the next level of genius. If triangle, squiggle and circle modes have been applied at the right time for the right duration, the student is now both competent and confident. At this stage of the shape cycle, it is essential we don't smother the student. It's time to let go and change roles. In box mode, we can shift to measuring the performance and productivity of the confident, competent student. This means almost zero direction and equally low support. Overly directing or supporting at this stage will be perceived as interference, as a form of lack of confidence in the student. It's a punishment. In summary then, the box frame is about low direction and low support, but high accountability. This is true delegation and only happens once the other steps have been taken. Without the other steps in place, this is dumping, not delegating. The message is, I have every confidence in you. I'm here for you if you need me, but I'm most interested now in how you would measure and improve your performance. Remember, you can always choose the shape you're in. The full shape cycle is directing, followed by mentoring or training or teaching, then coaching, then delegating. That's the order. What to do when productivity fails. What you have experienced so far is a reframe of Dr. Paul Hersey and Kenneth Blanchard's model of situational leadership using Dr. Susan Dellinger's psychogeometrics as easy codes, easy frames to apply to achieve frame and fortune. The credit goes to these good folks, along with the copyright acknowledgement. I hope you found it both obvious yet useful. There is a bonus, however, and it is the reason I took to situational leadership many years ago. It's a brilliant model to engage with when productivity falls. Many managers I have met have a fascinating delegation strategy of leave them alone and kill them if they make a mistake. These untrained managers expect employees to do what they had to do themselves, to perform productively on the job without training. After all, that's what they, the employees, are paid to do, isn't it? Then the managers are surprised when these employees just do their job to minimum performance standards and demonstrate zero discretionary effort. There is no employee engagement. For most, learning on the job means learning alone far too often. No training, no coaching, no mentoring. Dumping, not delegating. Marginally better is the one chance learning I also hear about. This is where the expert shows the student once and then expects the miracle of matched productivity. If the four stages of the shape cycle are followed, there is a far more effective way for a manager to intervene if productivity drops. 
Let's ask and answer for ourselves this question. If a colleague has previously demonstrated productive confidence and competence in a task and then begins to fail, does this mean they've forgotten how to do the job? The answer is, of course, no. They know how to do it. They're just not doing it so well anymore. The issue is thus one of mindset, of confidence. Loss of confidence is impacting productivity. When this happens, the successful shape strategy is to reverse the cycle. We move firstly back into the circle frame and become the coach. We ask questions to find out what's impacting their motivation and confidence, not necessarily why the job isn't being done because it probably has nothing to do with their talents or abilities or capacity. Nine times out of ten you'll find a relationship-based or health-based issue behind the drop in productivity. It's someone at work, an awkward customer or a family issue or they're feeling under the weather. If you're tempted to think you're a coach not a counsellor, think again. Good managers are good coaches. Great managers are good counsellors too. This is about being high in emotional intelligence and equipped for mental health first aid. If, that is, you want to 10 times the productivity of your business. If the student doesn't respond to an increase in supportive behaviours, you move back into communicating through the squiggle frame and take up the reins, being more directive too. Then if there really is an unacceptable breakdown in productivity, you can, if you must, just communicate through the triangle frame and be direct. Make a list of simple ABC tasks for them to do whilst you collaborate on addressing the larger life issues. They'll thank you for this later. For me, this is an intelligent and respectful model that allows us to fail and recover gracefully and supportively and rapidly and to return to full productivity in the shortest possible time frame. If applied in order, you should only ever have to go back one step in the cycle. It is said that entrepreneurs fail fast. To develop an entrepreneurial culture in your organisation, give your team permission to fail fast and recover too. I reiterate, you can always choose the shape you are in. That's your job. Bonus offer for training as a trainer, coach and mentor. This one's for you if you're already an educator or if you're considering retraining for a new career. I was encouraged to read today that someone in their 60s starting a business is three times more likely to be successful than someone in their 30s. Thus, let age encourage you. It's not too late. A lot has happened since I wrote and Gower published my first book, The Accelerated Trainer. As a Buzan master trainer at the time and as a recognised spokesperson for accelerated learning, I was well able to take trainers and teachers through the learning and development shape cycle above. The result was a reproduction of a genius set of gifts and talents that my own students could use to enrich the learning experiences and productivity of employees and their own students alike. We reproduced excellence at a technical level. Then I discovered asset development, wealth dynamics and Dan Sullivan's approach at Strategic Coach. Now what I do is help teachers, coaches and trainers build entrepreneurial educational businesses. With my help, you can learn to reproduce all the technical skills I have always taught, but now, in addition, you can learn to build your own self-managing company.
If this sounds like the right step towards your own bigger, better, brighter future, let's have a personal chat. Message me. And there's a second bonus offer if you haven't yet discovered your own genius. It may be that you have no interest in becoming a professional coach or trainer, but that you do want to become more productive. You may not know what your strengths are. Message me and I'll show you how to rapidly discover your unique genius and enjoy the benefits of getting into your full productive flow. This has been Lex McKee on the Productive Prosperity Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to sharing the next session with you soon. And we'll be looking at excretion. Yeah.